Welcome to the Lore Life Podcast, where we seek to navigate our days with a little less stress and ideally a lot more fulfillment. In this season three, we focus on small and big changes that will advance our well-being, personal and professional lives. On today's episodes, we discuss negativity. We're asking ourselves, how do we avoid things that pull us off course? I'm Mike Anderson. And I'm Darlene Tonelli. Hello, Darlene. Hello. I'm raspy. You are. You've been doing a lot of coughing. I have a, um, I don't know, like a cold, I guess. Yeah. It's... Not really. It's just in my throat. Hmm. I got it from my daughter. I got it from my daughter. <laughs> it's the daycare <laughs> kid. This is what happens. Yep. Yes. It happens. But whatever. I'm. So that's me. How about you? How are you doing? I'm very well. Thank you. It's been such an exciting week. Lots of uh, lots of things going on. We had our election. We saw each other. Oh, yeah, we had an election. We had an election. We had a big board meeting thing that was interesting. Um, thinking about the fact that October is almost over, which is crazy to me. And yeah, yeah sometimes it just feels oh. like life moves very fast, even when you have a, a lifestyle practice like like we do. So Agreed. Yeah. What are you, we're not going to talk before Halloween. So the ultimate question is, what are you going to be for Halloween? Oh my God. I haven't even thought of what to be for Halloween. What are you being? Okay. So last year I bought this and I did it intentionally because I I'm, I want this is, I want this to be like a, a funny thing I do as a dad, but I bought this banana costume <laughs> that, you know, just like you're a big banana. And because uh, every year I like, I, I don't like the, like, it's fine. I like the night, but I don't like preparing for Halloween and all that. Like, what are we going to be and figuring it out? So <laughs> I bought this banana costume and I'm literally going to wear it every year. Um, oh my gosh. Year. You're totally a dad. Yeah. And so it, like, I can't wait till like my daughter's like nine and she, she's like, oh my God, dad, are you going to be a banana again? And I'm like, yep. <laughs> Just got it from the dry cleaner. Oh, yeah. wow. And a banana of all things. I know. It's great. Where did you even get a banana costume? I've never seen oh, it's, one. They're, like, they're everywhere. They're you everywhere. understand that you're going to need to put a photo of this costume on the Lawyer Life pod. Okay. Insta. No problem. Yeah. yeah. That would be yeah. good. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give you, and my son, who's uh, almost six months He's going to be a pineapple. So we got a bit of a wow. fruit thing, which is fun. This is good. This is good. Yeah. It's the, um, you. I know you do this with your wardrobe. It's kind of like the Steve Jobsing <laughs> Halloween of Halloween. <laughs> yes. So I don't have to think about yeah, it. Yeah, if you're the same every time. year. Hmm. I don't know. My dad always had the same mask every year. Back in the day, those like weird plastic masks. And it was just, that was his thing. And it was fine and he didn't go all out, but he was also in in it, you know, not yeah, totally. I'm going to be lame. enthusiastic. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 I cool. Like that. So enough about my banana costume. <laughs> <That's> uh, <laughs> glad we covered that. <laughs> Been itching to talk about it. Um, okay. So we have to follow up on challenges from last week after the challenges provided to us by a third party being Sarah Robertson from Limehorse. Yeah. Um, you so you had an interesting challenge she gave you a piece of technology mm-hmm. and asked you to meditate with it this muse technology yeah so it's this sort of space age headband which if you haven't seen it it's a, an interesting um device and basically i think what i took from it so i'm a i've been meditating i, I don't do it every day but it's a part of my wellness practice so 
there would be very few weeks that go by where I don't meditate at some point. Like it's a it's a piece of the of my overall life structure, but it's not a daily rigorous practice. So I think what I learned from um, like using the muse this week is that it tracks, like it basically tells you what's happening in your meditation. And then it's really sort of rewards the competitive side of people, which for me, yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about that, but it will tell you, um, you know, how many times in the meditation you're kind of dipping in and out or not paying attention. And there will actually be sound cues as to whether you're on track or not. So, um, and there'll literally be birds that chirp if you're doing it really well. So throughout the week, I went from pretty poor results to pretty good results. So that was interesting to see that how quickly you can dial in once when you mm -hmm. start a new meditation program. That to me is like the biggest takeaway. I think Muse is more of like something you check in with as your practice goes along just to like as a almost like feedback mechanism. Yeah, it's a feedback mechanism. For me, it's all it's all personal, like we always say. But um, for me, I learned some things about the fact that my like I think my meditation practice is pretty pretty good, even though it's not as like routine as it should be or could be. Um, and it kind of motivated me to want to keep trying to improve like the fundamentals. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't want to. I don't know. I I'm, feel like I'm checking too many stats right now. <laughs> In my life, I've got, you know, hours, I've got my step tracker that I'm using. I've got my, uh, I was using the muse with the, uh, with the different uh, metrics there. I'm starting to feel like a bit of a software product with an analytic layer. Yeesh. <laughs> that I, I'm not sure I welcome. So anyway, that's my feedback. But I do feel nice and calm because I did, like, um, because of the challenge, I was very mindfully making sure to meditate in a consistent basis so I would have enough data to report back to everybody on the on the results. Okay. Yeah, how about you? How did your box breathing go? Box breathing very useful. The assignment from Sarah was to do box breathing which is so you're you're breathing into a count of 4, holding it for a count of 4, breathing out for a count of 4, holding that for a count of 4. Um and do that for 4 minutes. I found doing that for 4 minutes challenging. Um, but it, it's, it's such a useful, um, tool to have in your toolbox. I used it as I was working and I could kind of feel myself amping up. Um, I used it when I uh, was tired with my daughter and wanted to make sure that I was chill and that worked really well. Uh, and then also just like walking the dog or other times I just was like, okay, let's, let's give this a shot. Um, uh, and it's, uh, it's, yeah, it works. It does calm you. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. I'm going to continue to use that. Um, and then the second thing was uh, to use my posture and physicality to to change my demeanor. Um, so, for example, smile if I want to be positive going into a meeting or to, um, you know, make sure my shoulders are back uh, if I want to uh, get some uh, testosterone uh, going into my body and, and so on, um, uh, you know, get confidence and, and things like that. So the smiling and all that stuff I'm used to, uh, and it's, it, it is definitely useful pointing out, I don't know, Sarah. So we didn't meet before and it seemed like she had, uh, the challenges planned, but her pointing out me to work in my posture, I think was a really good thing for me. I thought I had good posture, but like when you think about it a lot, there's really good, you can always improve. And I definitely am not like 
uh, I'm working toward being like one of those yogis, I guess, that always look like they have like amazing posture and they're so calm with their shoulders back and stuff. So I'm still working on that. Uh, I think I need to get a better chair in my home office to achieve this. But <laughs> but uh, both really good. Both like very practical, useful challenges. And I'm going to continue to to implement them uh, maybe forever if I can. Uh, so Sarah's made a big impact. Yeah, those were really good tips. And the posture thing is um, something that as you get older too, even if we had um, good posture when we were younger, I feel like you start to slouch, especially with the laptop and the computer and a lot of typing, you really round your shoulders in, like not you, but one, like most people who work on a computer. Um, and I think just to be made aware of it, even while you were talking, I was like sitting up a bit yeah. straighter and smiling. But I was and smiling. then I was like on the subway or something, and I did it. And then I was like, "Oh, people probably perceive me totally differently now." Like it's a, it's it's a, it is a pretty radical change to be like, I'm gonna pop my shoulders back significantly and sit there like so like upward. And yeah, I think it, it could definitely have some some positive effects in a number of ways. Um, so thank you to Sarah for those challenges. They're, they're great. And as I, said, as I said, I'm gonna keep up my stuff. So that was cool. Um, shifting to today's topic. So actually, to let me level set. So before we shift, let's recap of where we've been. So episode one of this season was about knowing ourselves. Episode two of the season was about knowing what we want. Episode three was about focusing on those things and making sure that we're well to keep us on track. And now this episode is about uh, avoiding things that will get us off track. So we're trying to eliminate negativity, eliminate wasteful things, eliminate distractions, and all those sort of things that will cause us to spiral away from this, or spiral down from this positive uh, uh, momentum that we have. Fair? Yeah, very fair. And a very key part of it, right? Like, I think we've talked a bit and we we shy away from saying there are all these things to add in. Um, but one of the ways to clear space to, to make progress in life is to just become aware of all the negative inputs that are just bringing you down, really. I mean, for lack of a, just to make it a bit more colloquial, I think we all have these things in our day that we can probably point to and say, that's a negative like bit of my day, or the way I feel when I leave that situation is bad, or that's a habit that I know is not a good idea. And yet it's a daily part or a weekly part of my life. I really think it ties into the sort of high performance um, conversation that we're having here because so much of society like supports having these negative parts of your life as a normal thing. So for example, um, it's very common to just be like, of course, we're having wine. Of course we are you know, because that's what we are heavily marketed to do all the time through social media, advertising, everything. Um, for some people, that's not great. That's not a good idea. You know, there is a huge focus on celebrity culture. And I don't know, it doesn't make me feel good. You don't strike me as a big like Us magazine reader. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever read? Even Us when magazine? I was working in MTV, which and we had obviously like, and I worked on MTV News, which was uh, Large, like had that sort of stuff in it I, I was so uninterested maybe that's what did it maybe it was like so oversaturated in my life for a couple of years that I just was like oh this is uh garbage <laughs> uh so yeah no I'm not into it yeah it's uh it's definitely like if you think about things that are kind of like we all know about junk food 
you know, like everyone talks about junk food. That's, that's a pretty common thing. Um, we know what's good for us, what's bad for us on the food front, but where else does it show up? That's, that's what I'm interested in. So for this week was election week here. There was also a whole lot going on in the American media. Um, and I'm still sort of following everything going on with Brexit. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was a tough week for news in a lot of ways. It was a good week in some ways, but also I was reading a lot more media than I usually read. And I've noticed a vast difference in my mental state. Negative. Yeah, this is, um, I agree. And I've tried to do the same sort of thing. I think a lot of people are talking about regulating our media intake. It's so difficult to find that balance, I find, because I want to be informed. Um, mm -hmm. And so it, I, for me, I know that I can't turn it off entirely, but um, minding the sources that you take the news in, I think, is really helpful. For me, it's the source, and then it's also the timing and how I do it. So I find that if I do it when I'm bored, like if i am been doing something like eating my lunch while looking at my phone, you know, yeah. which I routinely do, and then I've realized, ah, oh, I don't feel good. Like I barely notice what I was eating, first of all. And then when I'm like doing two things at once, I'm not focusing on anything. This is basic mindfulness. Yeah. Um, but it's also mindfulness in that if I was reading something with a more positive, uplifting message while eating, I don't think it would feel so bad, you know? So for me, it's been about noticing it, which we're really trying to just get everyone to think about, <laughs> like notice what is the stuff that makes you have that bad feeling? How do you get it out. Yeah. And let me just pop in because I think that's a really great example of how this all ladders up into something. So you gave a great example of you. So you have this negative influence that you're, which is, you know, reading stressful news as you see it. Uh, you then bring that into what otherwise could be a mindful experience of sitting there and eating your lunch and enjoying the food that you've prepared or purchased or whatever. I'm sure it was delicious. Uh, <laughs> and that also, so you're not only not getting the pleasure from the food that you could, but you're not getting potentially that that break that your mind could benefit from for the rest of the day. And and mm. and what that does is that pulls you away from those the first two pieces. And so these, as we go through this conversation, we might talk about things that are small, but um, you know, small things can ladder up into to big changes, positive or negative. And so that's one thing um, as well that maybe this ties into one of the things that I uh, listed in terms of like waste or negativity. And that is ruminating on things. Perhaps, you know, you might be reading a news article that's negative and then that sticks with you, even though you don't have any necessarily control over that situation. Mm -hmm. uh, or similarly, people will ruminate on, uh, oh, I wish I would have said X in, the, in that negotiation or that personal conversation, or oh, I wish I would have approached this differently. You know, um, oftentimes we can sit and really um, bring negativity upon ourselves by focusing on things that have already happened when or things that are out of our control. And if we can not do that, then we have a lot more time and, and mental energy um, to move toward positive things in the future that we can influence. Absolutely. Focus on today. Yeah. It's a, it's a really good one. And actually you can lose a lot of time. And then the other bit of that is once you notice ruminating as a thing, you know, like I always kind of say to myself, am I going to take action on that right now? <laughs> like, If not, 
this is not action. Like you can get confused in your mind to be like, because I've been thinking about it and worrying about it and ruminating for an hour, I've taken an action, but you really haven't. So it's kind of like, am I going to, you know, am I going to get up right now when I'm sitting here being like, oh, I have so much work to do. Am I going to get up and do it? Or am I going to just sit here? And I always find it's just, it does help me a lot just to say, okay, I'm either doing something about it or I'm stopping this line of thought. Yeah. And that's a good, a really good point. Like it's not that you should never think about what you've done in the past. And it's not that you should try to not get better or learn from your mistakes, right? Like that's things that we should always do. But I think that there's something to putting a bit of a box around it and saying, okay, so mm-hmm. I just had that negotiation or I just had that personal conversation or whatever. And I'm going to sit here for 10 minutes and try to pull lessons from it. I'll write them down and then it's done. So I don't have to think about it for the next five days. I've really given it thought. Let's get into it, write it down, pull out the lessons and go. Um, and so there is value to spending that intentional time, but uh, absent that, if it is, if it does keep coming up in your brain, there's a point where you have to sh- shut things down, I'd say. Yeah. And then also the why, like, why are you doing it? Right? Like, I think that is a useful place to spend a, a few minutes of time. Like, oh, here I am going over that situation again. Why? You know, like, why am I doing this? And I think if you can kind of like separate yourself from the situation and, and ask, like with real wondering why, um, that's where the learnings come. Because for example, some things that, again, society deems to be normal, like going to a cocktail party and talking with other people. Um, sometimes you have to say, well, why am I telling that story? Like, is that to make myself feel like a big shooter (laughs) or like whatever? Or is that, um, you know, am am I saying that for a reason that is like, what is the outcome of that? And I think it's more productive to think that than like, oh, why did I say that stupid thing or whatever? You know, it's the same same input, which is there was a conversation. And then the output is, I would like to, as a goal, just make sure that my intentions are always like, um, I don't know, appropriate in these conversations or, you know, that I'm being of service to people or helping people or you know, making people's day better, not worse. And that is just a constant thing to be focused on. But it's so different than being like, oh, in social networking situations or in these meetings, I always blah, 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 and like beat yourself up about it. That's like a very useless waste of time. And then the other thing about that is that it doesn't serve you. You know, like that's an hour of your life thinking about that thing that, it just, if you're just doing it to criticize or self-judge or self-criticize, like where does that leave you? Like talk about bringing your energy down. That's a mm-hmm. bad idea, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a bad idea. I mean, we all do it to some extent, but um, once you, if you can catch yourself doing that, you can buy back a bunch of time. Can I talk about another uh, source of distraction that I think you'll have thoughts on? Yes. Uh, so... I think that it, it's very easy, and I think we've touched on this in other episodes a little bit, but it's very easy to allow your day to be dictated to you. Um, you So we've done these things. We understand ourselves. We understand what we want. We understand what we want to focus on. That's all really good. Um, but if we you know, have, and nobody's perfect, but if, if there is a day where you don't sit down and figure out, okay, today's about X, 
uh, it's really easy to have that decided for you. And so, for example, at work, if you don't have clear goals and the things you're going to get done, it's very tantalizing to just like hop on the email train and, ooh, this just came in, this just came in, I should do this and that. And then all of a sudden your day feels like you haven't really done anything substantial. Uh, you haven't done the things that are priorities. Uh, and it, it feels uh, less satisfying and obviously it's less productive. Hmm. And there's a feeling, right? Like I, I, for one, do set goals at the beginning of the day. But then there's also the second layer of like commitment that those are the goals yeah. and everything else yeah. is not happening until the goals are done. And I have a feeling that happens to me when I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's, 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 a good sound. <laughs> that's how it sounds. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I know this isn't yeah. Yeah. on the goal list. Yep. But, but it's dragging me right? away. But, but is such a dangerous word. Oh, man. That is like one of the most. That's like right up there with should. Yeah. I know I should, but <laughs> that's like the worst sentence ever for so many reasons. Um, but yeah, again, that's a, all of these things kind of tie to like an intentionality about your day, right? So I think what I'm kind of taking away from this conversation is the news is not the problem. I want to be informed too. I'm not content to just be an ostrich about what's happening. Um, but I don't need to read it two hours a day. Right. And it really adds up. I'm shocked with that screen time reminder on the phones, like shocked at how much time can add up on a news site. So, you know, I think setting just a boundary and just saying, okay, I'm, I've got half an hour for news or 15 minutes or 10 minutes. And like, once you hit it, then you're done. That's, I think that's the way that I need to deal with that one. Um, Because that's a real siren song for me. Yeah. So you are bringing in something that I get excited about is that is like, how can we make like effectively implement process or or nudges in our lives to avoid these certain negative influences? So, for example, uh, a while ago, I basically unfollowed everybody on my social social media. And what's happened is across all my social media platforms, there's almost nothing happening because there's, I'm following almost no one. So there's very little incentive to check mm -hmm. in. Um, and so that has caused me to check in on that stuff uh, far less. Uh, or if this is like one point of negativity, I think a lot of people can empathize with or, you know, having their day is like all the time we spend searching for stuff that we've lost or misplaced or, you know, it, are it not in the right place. And, you know, we're trying to get out the door, can't find the car keys or whatever, implementing a process so that you have a bin that you put your car keys right at the door. Like it makes a really huge difference. Um, and so being proactive and finding ways to encourage yourself to avoid the negativity is really uh, can have great uh, results. Well, and even taking a day, like so back to the original starting point, in in our days, what are the things that we just burn time on? Like, what are those things? Because looking for keys can be one of them. I also have a system about that, as you're probably not surprised to know. Um, but that's just wasted time. You know, everything goes in the same place. We never look for this one thing. It drives everybody in the house crazy when things aren't in their spot because it's just wasted time. So what are the other things? For me, I think I can say now what mine are and what then I can come up with yeah. what I'm going to do this week to deal with them. Um, but definitely news. Um, definitely email. Like the, I heard once when I was in my old corporate job that you should never look at an email more than yeah. once. 
Yeah, it's a very good tip. It's hard. I. <laughs> it's very hard. It's a very good tip. It's very hard to do. But you know why it's hard to do? I think why it's hard to do is because you're looking at an email when you have no ability to do anything about it. That's the problem. So I'll be sending in a line, having five emails come in, reading them, and then... It sounds like you're in lines a lot. You're just always in lines. I'm not really always in lines, but... <laughs> Every example. I'm, I'm like, where am I doing all this? Or I'm do, I'm standing, like, waiting for my... I don't know. Yeah, I am in lines a lot. Uh, you got to stop lining up. That's you. Go to, go to places when they're not as busy. It's going to open up a lot in your day. <laughs> I think just this week with the election and stuff. I don't know. I don't know why I'm so line focused this week. You're not. But yes, it's these minimum. It's these short bursts of going on your phone that used to be time that people just sat there and did nothing and thought about things. Bring back boredom. I think that doing two things at once is a big productivity waster. I really do. Uh, I totally agree. So I think that we can get to our challenges and and they are as such. Uh, it's it's three things. Two are related, one isn't. But um determine what you waste time on. Like what it, what is a time drain in your day? Um eliminate the biggest distraction that's causing that time drain, like that number one on your list. And then also number three, um, notice each time you ruminate. I think that and just at, noticing it, making note of it, trying to move away from it if you can. But then we, as we start to understand that we do these things often, we can uh, try to make changes away from it. Sound good? Sounds great. Okay, cool. So that's the challenge. Uh, we will be back after this with our goods and grapes. <laughs> The Lawyer Life Podcast is brought to you by Interalia Law. Interalia lawyers have big firm training, in-house experience, and a wide range of expertise in technology, media, and entertainment. Our advice is business-focused, speedy, and practical. To learn more, visit interalialaw.com. That's I-N-T-E-R-A-L-I-A-Law.com. And we are back with our goods and grapes. Goods are things we want to promote and support, and grapes are things that annoy us. Darlene, what's well, up? Well, I have both. I have a good. So the good is in in Canadian schools, um, the kids are taught about Terry Fox quite extensively. I'm the and biggest think, Terry Fox guy. He's my number yeah, one. Yeah, and I think we've talked a little bit about this, but I just I want to just shout out to the fact that there's still talking about um like heroes and um, my son had a little project that he brought home from school who are your heroes and his was like of course terry fox as he said to me of course it's terry fox and i'm like this is so great i just think it's so great that they're teaching such small kids about people who've done really important things so that's my good do you have those books uh there's like really great books we have these books for our daughter that are about like uh women in history and they're like kids oh, yes. books that are like 10 15 pages they're so great yeah, yeah. like that we have maya angelou me too frida kahlo yeah hit yeah uh coco chanel my daughter loves that one <laughs> yeah we, we don't have that one yet 
We, um, there's a really good, there's a good book too called um, Good Night Stories for Rebel Girls. We have that which, too. Oh, that's such a good one. My son yeah. goes through and systematically picks out all the ones that are about vehicles. <laughs> so <laughs> he only knows about Saudi women who can't drive, uh, Rosa Parks on the bus. Um, but anyway, he loves those stories. So I, I think that's a really great trend. I mean, when I was a kid, I read these, there was a whole series of books that were like a white book. And they were all about values. So it was like the joy of patience, or like patience and um, courage. And I remember my favorite one was this Eleanor Roosevelt book. Um, so these things have existed throughout history, but I, I still think it's it's just such a positive thing in the world. So that's my good um, grape. I just while reading the news this morning <laughs> and eating my breakfast at the same yeah. time. I looked at the Globe and Mail uh, list of the top 100 CEOs and their earnings, which are printed every year in Uh-oh. public companies. Two women on the list. Mm. Come on. It was, you know what I thought? I was like, you know, this is two out of 100. Really? We can do better. You know, I normally don't really spend a lot of time on those types of things, but that's a bit of a gripe. Come on, get out of town. As get, say. Come on. That's my daughter's new catchphrase. Come on. Come on. It's really funny. Get out of town. Get out of town. Anyway, that's my grape. That's what awful. are your goods and grapes? Okay, so my good, I think you're going to be interested in this and I haven't told you about it. I've been doing it for like two months. Um, I, I have started uh, intermittently fasting. Have you done this Whoa. before? Yeah. And I'm, I'm not saying it like I'm not recommending it for everybody. I'm just saying for me, it's been uh, very good. So effectively, I try to eat dinner. So I try to eat dinner not as late as we used to. Um, but then I don't, from after eating dinner, I don't eat or drink anything other than water, uh, mostly, uh, until uh, 10, 30 or 11 o'clock the next day. Um, and then I go nuts and I have a double breakfast, I like to call it. So I'm still taking in the same amount of food. But now instead of waking up with my daughter and eating at six and then having your digestive system working all day into a potentially late dinner. Um, it basically is one of the, one of the great benefits is that you have more energy because your digestive system has way more time to recover and do its work. Um, and I've had great effects in the mornings. It's especially great speaking of distractions, not to say that you shouldn't eat breakfast. A lot of people should, but for, for me doing this just means that like I get down to business right away. There is no distractions. There's no like making coffee, this or that or the other thing. And there's, and, and so the mornings are really about productivity until my great double breakfast, which I get so excited for. Uh, and then, uh, as well, I don't get a, an energy dip around three or four anymore. Um, because my, my, my body hasn't been working so hard. Um, so it's been wonderful. It's been really good. Wow. Yeah. That's and, great. And, and, and they say that if you like a couple days a week, don't follow it totally, you still get the same benefits uh, effectively. Um, so I don't, I'm not as strict on the weekends and, or you know, random days here or there. Uh, but it's been great. Major athletes do it now. Uh, it has good effects on lean muscle mass. It has all this, these positive effects, uh, according to science. So, uh, yeah. Well, That's also fasting is like a part of many, 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 if not all major yeah. um, religious traditions. And I don't think that's an accident. Yeah. You know, it's like there is something about it that is uh, like focuses you because you're not you're not constantly chasing something outside yourself for something. Right. Yeah. Like you have to kind of just rely on what what is internal. It's it's a form of it's a piece of the bigger equation. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. great. 
Yeah, it's been good. And uh, my gripe um, is, well, this is even more than a gripe. This is just like, uh, it's a, I'm upset. My dog, Rosie, can't hear anymore. Oh, I know. So she can't listen to the pod? She's, well, she's, uh, she would be. She's right beside me sleeping right now. Um, ah. But she's effectively lost her hearing and it's very sad. Um, and causes for some interesting uh, difficulties. We have to learn how to communicate with each other in a new way. Um, but yeah, she's getting old. My sweet little, little Rosie and her ears. Dog are sign well. language or what? A, how yeah, are basically. You yeah. It's just like, instead of being like, come here, you have to get her eye and do the symbol. And uh, same with other commands. So, but she's good. She's otherwise healthy. She just, her ears don't work anymore. So yeah, Aww. there we are. I know. Sad, <laughs> sad note to leave. <laughs> That is sad. Sorry. That's your first legitimately sad gripe, I think. I know. Because usually your gripes are kind of like gripey, but not necessarily sad. I know, but she's right here, and that's all I can think about when I look at her. Aww. But anyway, I know. I love my little Rosie. Um, okay, so another great chat. Thank you for your time, Darlene. Um, Thank you. We'll report back on these challenges. We will report back, uh, and we'll be back next week. Uh, have a good week, everybody. We'll talk soon. Talk soon. That's it for this week's episode of LLP. Thanks to Inter Alia Law for presenting the podcast and to Nick Fowler for composing and performing our music. See our show notes for his website. Don't forget, we love feedback. Please comment in the review section or subscribe or like. We'd appreciate it greatly. That's it. Talk soon.